Hello everyone, welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. I'm your host, Brett Hill, and today as my co-host, I have my lovely wife, April, with me, and uh, we're going to give you a little bit of a uh, unplugged version of what it means to be a missionary, and I know we have missionaries that's listening to our podcast weekly and uh, all of the countries around the world, the folks that are uh, tuning in and and making this podcast uh, possible. I want to thank you for tuning in and thank you for your continuous listening. And uh, I want to share with you today the uh, kind of the history of April and I being a missionary and what it means to be a missionary in your life and, and that Christ has called you to be one. So Today, uh, we want to talk about uh, uh, what it means to be a missionary and that everyone can be a missionary. You don't have to just go into foreign countries only and and spend weeks and months and years there in a foreign country living in a place where you're eating their food and, and trying to learn to speak their language. And uh, But you could be a missionary in many different ways, so we're going to talk to you about that today. So I, uh, I want to give you a definition. A, a missionary is a person sent on a religious mission. And Jesus Christ sent all of us, all believers, on a religious mission because he he wanted us to promote Christianity, to to promote the love of Jesus Christ, not only in foreign countries, but at home. And so many of you have heard us talk before uh, about uh, making missionary trips to Mexico. And we, April and I, spent a lot of years there. I've had uh, a little over 20 years, I guess, of being a missionary in Mexico and uh, many churches being built, many people being saved and just really blessed by being used by God going in and out of Mexico, uh, living the way they live, learning their language, learning their culture and and seeing how they really needed God to move in their lives. And uh, and so this was quite a blessing to us and it helped us grow spiritually and and uh, one of the greatest things that I love more than anything is to be able to see so many people's lives to be touched. You know, I, I remember going um, after Christmas many years, year after year after year, spending the time from Christmas Day uh, into New Year's uh, in Mexico many times, uh, giving children gifts and giving blankets and food to the families and, and seeing how just your small gesture of, of giving small things could lighten up somebody's life. And and so uh, <clears throat> beyond preaching the gospel and sharing Jesus Christ, uh, the love of Jesus Christ that shows through you is one of the greatest things you could do in missionary work. And so I want to... <clears throat> I want to ask April, you know, you you went on many of these mission trips and you loved them so much, but share with us some of the things that you may have uh, really enjoyed about these Mexico trips that you remember. One thing that was dear to my heart was the time that we went and built a playground for the kids in Mexico. They didn't have any playgrounds or anything to play with, and that's just something that was special for me. I enjoyed playing games with them and taking them food and clothing. Yeah, one of the one of the biggest things I remember we even had on one of our videos uh, where the kids just seemed to be drawn to you, and they all these little kids. I remember you were squatted down um, in a little area, and all these kids were just climbing on you and and playing with you and hovering around you, and that that love of Jesus Christ that you were showing those children, how'd that make you feel? Oh, I felt so loved. 
Yeah, it was a blessing just to be able to be with the kids. Yeah, those those children were something else. I I tell you, there's some of those that they're they're grown now, and I would like to go back just to just to see what some of their lives look like now because of uh, just the small things that you do uh, to share your love. You know, as a missionary, uh, you're not always just running to a foreign country to preach the gospel and watch people get saved, which is the number one thing, your number one priority as a missionary, but. Uh, sometimes showing the love of Christ uh, to these people is one of the best things you can possibly do to get them to come hear the Word of God. And uh, it brings to mind the the time when we were uh, uh, taking their pictures. I had this camera that had a really big screen on it, and we'd we'd take their pictures. We'd walk through the street and take kids' pictures and show show them their picture, and then the family would come out and ask what we was doing with their kids, and and we would... uh, take a picture of the whole family and tell them if you come to church over to the mission building tonight, uh, afterwards we're going to pass out eight by ten portraits of your family. And and one of the biggest things I remember about that is the tears running down their eyes yeah. when we would hand them those eight by ten portraits of the family because they had never had anything like that. They would look at that and, and see a keepsake of their family that they could hang on the wall and most of the time their walls was cardboard and pallets. Yeah. But but they had this this picture where they had the memories. They saw this one good memory that they had where maybe they could look at it and go, I remember when we weren't hungry, when things weren't going bad, that this missionary came by and, and just lightened up our day and for a moment in time all the bad stuff that's going on in our lives was washed away and every time they looked at that picture maybe whatever they was going through went away for a few moments and they they just felt the peace of God because of doing the little things and uh so one of the other things that April and I've had the privilege of doing we spent seven years in state in the United States traveling around doing evangelistic work and missionary work in state and uh traveling as a preacher and uh i you know, I spent a, those seven years on a Christian record label singing, producing music, and putting them on radio and things like that. And a lot of lives being touched that way, but also going around to uh, to different places preaching. And I, I remember one exactly uh, that I was that we went to out in Texas. It was a uh, a biker's church. They had this great big tent that all these big brawly, hard looking men, scary looking, intimidating scary. men came under this tent and they was like every one of these guys like three times my size and they were huge and uh scary looking. so we're we're under this tent and i'm like man it if if they don't like something that's being said they could just get up and snap us snap us both like a twig but uh when the word of god came pouring in all these great big brawly men tears running down their faces and they came to that altar and gave their heart to the lord and uh it just uh April, what's give me some of your insight on some of these trips that we've done. Well, that definitely was a a rememberable one because they were so big and frightening. Like <laughs> I thought we were at the wrong place, but they were the biggest the biggest crybabies at that altar. Um, and it was a blessing to me to see so many people coming to Christ to get saved. I mean, it wasn't just two or three at a time. It seemed like dozens at every stop would come to Christ. Amen. And I, 
I think so. I, it just overwhelming of, you know, when we're here in our public churches here in the United States and you, you, you go around from church to church and preach and uh, you, you get used to just seeing one every now and then, but it seemed like every time we went out, yeah. There was just dozens of people come to the come to the church and and or come to the altar and give their hearts to the Lord and and I just uh, meeting so many of those people there. Yeah, I love meeting them and congratulating them on their choice to serve Jesus. Yeah, and we uh, well, the Tim Sparks was at our church this past Sunday, and he was uh, he was telling our own congregation as he was preaching at our church that. Uh, he knew that we knew thousands of pastors because we've been in so many places, uh, and it's and it's true that you know so many of these pastors all over the country that we've been able to meet and uh, share the word of God with their congregation and watch people come to Christ, and it's just a wonderful feeling. And so there's that that's another way that you could do uh, missionary work. Evangelism is missionary work for Jesus Christ, and. Um, it's it's fulfilling. It's one of the greatest feelings I've ever had. I we had that one cowboy church out in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, that uh, you know we went there several years in a row. We would leave here in that little Toyota Corolla and drive for for twelve hours to get to this church. And we knew there was only like ten or twelve people in the church. And and uh, knowing that every single time we went out there, they gave us a fifty dollar check and. And uh, but we we knew that God would provide anyway. And my biggest excitement, I always told you, that uh, I know that every time we go out there, somebody gives their heart to the Lord, so it's worth to drive. And I yeah. I was just overwhelmed with the opportunity. I, I just couldn't wait to get in front of somebody else and share Jesus with them. And um, so uh, another way that we we worked uh, missionary type work is uh, even here locally. We we went to uh, Chattanooga. We spent a lot of time going to Chattanooga and feeding the homeless. And we uh, had got to where so many of the homeless people, even the real poor people in the apartments in the area, had gotten used to us coming around and, and seeing our trailer there, our food trailer. And so every week it got to where there was 200 or more people at that local park right there in Chattanooga, and they would show up and and we would feed them. And while they were sitting in the park uh, uh, eating the hot dogs or hamburgers or spaghetti or whatever we fixed for them that morning, uh, they would sit and listen to the Word of God, and people would come up for prayer. They'd come up and, and bring their needs to the Lord. They'd come up and ask for salvation and uh, so many of things like that. And uh, uh, and above and beyond that, we've done so much more than that. April, you want to share some more things that, that we did in the, in the working with the homeless? I enjoy going under the bridges the most into where they lived and just getting to see firsthand what they were going through and how they were living. Yeah, that was a, that was a great experience. We even carried some of those... Uh, well, I, I don't think he was with me that day, but I carried some of the uh, Christian country singers with me one day. I was on the way to the TBN studio to sing and taking one of them with me to sing. And I said, I need to make a stop on the way. So I pulled down under the interstate and went around by all these trees. I said, where are you taking me? And I pulled up under there and got out in the truck and got in the back seat and uh, carried some food and set some food out for for the folks there that we had been visiting and and we knew them really well and so uh he said that is the uh 
He said, that is probably the most exciting thing I've, that has happened to me today. It was just amazing. He had no idea that we had been involved in that kind of stuff. And he said, that just blessed him to know that uh, he got to see that firsthand. And, uh, you know, that's that's real rubber meets the road type of ministry. Um, instead of uh, expecting people to to dress up and clean up and all that stuff. and, and Yeah, we never dressed up. We just wore T-shirts and blue jeans. And I don't think we ever dressed up in dresses or fancy clothes or we didn't even i don't think we carried a bible never even carried a bible with us we didn't let anything look like we would be different from them or intimidate them at all we wanted to fit in with them uh so that they weren't intimidated so they'd listen to us we just carried food and love with us we didn't invite them to church or ask them to change their environment before we shared god's love with them and this is something that felt like real ministry to me ministry that truly made a difference yeah yeah and that's uh, you just see the lives touched by that and i i remember that little guy um that um that just he told us that he didn't feel like that god could use him anymore he had gotten trouble and and got a, a a criminal record and and he knew that god had called him but he thought the criminal record had wiped it out and uh we'd actually brought him home and let him spend a spend a little time with us and then um, he kind of disappeared for a long time, and we saw him come up behind the house one day on a Sunday afternoon. We were out on our, out in our garden uh, just checking the vegetables and pulling a few weeds and, and picking some vegetables for dinner that night, and I uh, heard a horn honk, and it was it was him. Uh, you remember his name? Yes, Vincent. Vincent yeah, Vincent. Vincent was his yeah. name. Little old, I'd little, love to see him again. Little old gray-headed man, and... Uh, <laughs> He uh he come walking around in a three piece suit, carrying a Bible that we had given him, mm-hmm. and driving a new car and and my eyes just teared up and I know your eyes teared up but he he <clears throat> he came to our house to let us know, even years later since we had seen him, to let us know that the Lord had moved in his life. He was actually pastoring a church now. He was he was. Uh, he was the pastor of a church because of the seed that we had sown in his life. God had encouraged him to get back into the Word of God, encouraged him to get back in church and answer the call. And And not only did God make him a pastor of a church, somebody gave him that car, brand new car, and then he had started his own painting business and had several guys working for him. His yeah. whole life had been transformed from living in a tent and getting in trouble every weekend from pitching a tent where he wasn't supposed to be, just trying to survive, to becoming the shepherd over a flock of God's people because of God, just just because of little things, carrying somebody some food and sharing the word of God with them and just feeling like, hey, this is little bitty. It may be insignificant, but look what it did for Vincent. Yeah. There was, listen, there's so many stories out there that we could share with you about uh, people like this. So you're, the little things that you do, the, the Bible says if you just give a cold glass of water in my name, you have served me. You, you'll, have a, you'll have a reward in heaven for doing this because these little bitty things is what I long to see from you because it's the little things that sow great big seeds that bring, bring in even a bigger harvest. And, and I can't think of anybody any more important than Vincent 
to, to give that example of sowing a little seed in somebody's life, just sharing a bowl of spaghetti or sharing a hot dog and sharing a meal and then sitting down and giving him a few encouraging scriptures to put his life back on track. And now look at him. He went from homeless and feeling worthless to the shepherd over a flock and running his own business and, and having three-piece suits and, and uh, having a brand-new car that God just sent his way. So many things happened different in his life because someone just stepped up to do a little bit of missionary work and share some love, share some gospel with him, and just show him what Jesus Christ looks like. So even that, when, when we go into local towns, we've, we've done door-to-door ministry. And even at our church, we have a door-to-door ministry team that, that knocks on doors and shares the gospel and invites these people to church if they don't have a home church. If they do, we still ask them if we can pray with them. And uh, because born again is born again. We, we don't care what, uh, what name is over the door. It's as long as you have Jesus Christ in your life and you're serving him. And so... Uh, we share that love of Jesus Christ going door to door in the local neighborhoods. And um, April, you want to share anything about that with us today? One thing I remember is one one family in particular. They lived maybe a few miles down the road from us, but they were very poor. And the man, he was very sick. Um, we used to take food to him every day, and. I know in the winter time you would cut firewood and we would bring it to him. Yeah, I remember we'd even put it on his porch and take it in the house yeah. for him daily. And um, I stopped by frequently because we we brought him food. But then there was days that I remember that I would just go and sit with the lady and just talk with her, and I cleaned for her, try to fix their house up a little. A little bit because they were really poor and she she couldn't really get get around herself so I cleaned a lot for her yeah and on top of bringing them the the food and things like that we would sit down with them and share Jesus Christ with them and and yeah. uh, even uh, we carried them Bibles and and uh, eventually the well I remember the lady uh, she come outside of the house as we was leaving one day and uh, had tears in her eyes, and uh, we led her to the Lord right there on her own front porch mm -hmm. because of seeing the love of God in in somebody that loved them enough to come go outside the ordinary because ordinary people, the world is selfish. The world cares about themselves, and, and so when people come around and, and they think, well, nobody's going to see me. Nobody cares about me. I, nobody's going to give me any attention, and then some stranger just shows up and starts bringing you food, starts using their chainsaw and their gas and their truck to cut firewood for you and, and haul it to your house and set it on your porch and take it in the house and, and then come in and clean your house and, and sit down with you and feed you and eat with you and and share the word of God with you and spend their time give that your time is more than anything we found out that a lot of these people they just want somebody to talk to yeah I don't think they had any family no not I don't at all remember seeing any other family and, and they were just lonely mm -hmm. they were there they had nobody and it was just brightening up their day to have somebody else 
walk into their lowly little old shack to where they thought was run down and worthless, and somebody else would walk in and sit down at the table with them, eat a slice of cake with them, share a hamburger or a hot dog or whatever we had brought them, and just sit down and share the love of God with them, not breaking out the Bible every time, but letting them see what God's love looks like. And that eventually led to this lady giving her heart to the Lord. And that, that's what is more important. That's the thing that God wants us to do more than anything else is to share his love so that people can see what he looks like through us. And so we see that the definition of a missionary is one sent on a mission. Every one of these locations that we went to, every, every place that we went, we were sent on a mission by Jesus Christ, uh, on a mission to bring that woman out of poverty. She's, she's in spiritual heaven now. I know she's passed away, but uh, because she gave her life to the Lord, she's walking on streets of gold. She was walking on nasty, dirty, creaky floors at, at one time, but because she gave her heart to the Lord, she's walking on streets of gold right now. She's as rich as anybody else will ever be rich because she's sharing the riches of glory because of somebody feeding her because of somebody sharing the word of God because of somebody cutting firewood and giving their time to that person and that definition of a missionary is also one who goes to do the work of Jesus Christ some people go in other countries and other do missionary work just right down the street from your own home but we are all called to do it in some form or another that, that's right you know and just like you said that building the 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 playground in Mexico just to brighten up the children's day. And, and Pastor Mel told us, he said, since that, that, that church had very few people in it. And when we went down there and built that playground, all the children from the communities around had nothing. And they ran to that playground right beside the church. And he said the, the church was overwhelmed with the adults and the family members. Why? Because something was there for their children. They drew the children in and the family followed. And so many people came to Christ. I remember one altar call there in particular that I know at least uh, after I got through preaching the word of God that at least 50 people got up out of those chairs there wasn't enough altar. There was people sitting outside of that grass hut, just kneeling down in the dirt, asking Jesus Christ to come into their heart because of hearing the gospel. And they wouldn't have heard the gospel if the playground hadn't have been built. So there's so many things that you can do to draw people in. And I, I've heard people complain about, oh, you, you think because you're doing these things and building this and building that, that, that that's not gospel. Yes, it is. Yeah, if you if you're doing something that you know will draw people's attention and get them on your property and get people to come where they can hear the word of God and they and not even just hearing the word of God but seeing the love of God. If you spend your time, your money, and your effort to build things that will get people at them in the name of Jesus Christ so that people will see that you love and care for them, it don't matter like like at our church. It's a campground. It's an amphitheater. It's a concession stand for, for people to come to Christian concerts, a campground for people to have their families in a good, wholesome, safe place to not hear the cussing and all the junk and the drunkards and running around and stuff like that. When you spend your time to do stuff like that, I you know our campground is relatively new and it's not complete yet, but we've had three campouts there already. And at every single campout we've had, we've had at least one person get saved. It's well worth it. It's it worth is. every effort you can make to put in your time and effort 
to see someone come to Christ. And laying up your treasures in heaven has everything to do with that. Not spending your time and money buying things here on this earth, but laying up treasures in heaven, sending souls to the kingdom of God, doing the work of the Father. And like like April said a while ago, we're all called in one form or another. And uh, Matthew 28, 19 through 20 tells us that. We're all called. He says, go ye therefore. He's given us a commandment. He's telling you, whoever the Christian is out there listening to this podcast around the world in the 70-something countries that we're going out to, I'm talking to you. Jesus Christ shared this word with you. Go, go. Don't sit at home. Don't sit on your church pews. It's, it's good to go to church and you need to be in church, but there's other people outside of your church that needs to be there too. Jesus said, go. When your service is over, when you're filled with the Spirit, when you're powerful and, and the Word of God has come in and your spirit is ignited, go and share that with other people. He says, go ye therefore and teach all nations. That's all you 70 nations and many more that's listening to me right now. Teach all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. So Jesus has told us some things to do, and he wants us to teach the rest of the world, all the nations out there, to do these things that he told us to do. And he lastly, he wraps that up with a good, uh, good solid statement that gives us strength and gives us hope and gives us encouragement to do these things because he says, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. That word amen means let it be so. And so Jesus has commanded us all to go do these things. And and you may not get to run to foreign countries and, and spend weeks and months there. You may not get to go to Mexico like we did. You may not even get to leave your state, but there's people around you in your community that you know is hurting and dying and, and having problems. And if you just go take your time to sit on the front porch swing and talk to them and show them God's love that, that you've made them important today, that you, you called them enough importance that you would take time out of your day to sit and minister to them. It's an important part of missionary work that means the world of that person. So that's, that's one of the greatest things we can do. Well, I want to encourage you to step out of your comfort zone and share Jesus with other people. If you can only clean their house because they're not able, or if you can give them food when they can't afford to buy it, serving others in need is serving Jesus. That's right. And what uh, I don't I don't see any better way to do it than to just serve other people. You know, when when Christ is in us, James said, "Faith without works is dead." And I don't know any better work than to just show the love of Jesus Christ through you and let people find out that there's a great change in you. And the reason why you're doing the things for them is because Jesus did those things for you. Amen. I hope this blesses you today. And I hope that God uh, encourages you that these words and these stories that we've shared with you today encourages you to step outside your comfort zone, like April said, and, and go and share the gospel of Jesus Christ with somebody, even through your actions, through your love, and and show that first before you start preaching. Don't don't go out and point out people's sins. Everybody knows they're a sinner. They don't need to hear that over and over and over and over again. The best thing they need to see is the love of Jesus Christ, and that has made a difference throughout our life together, no matter which country we've been in, no matter which state we went to, or which part of missionary work we were doing. Showing the love of Jesus Christ is what made 
made the difference in every single person that made the decision to come make Jesus their Lord and Savior. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in today, and we pray that this helps you to be encouraged. We'll see you on the next one.